You're listening to the Human Up Podcast, the place to learn everything about emotional intelligence and how to use it to find more meaning, fulfillment, satisfaction, and joy in life, and to improve our relationships with both ourselves and with others. To me, this podcast is an exploration of more of the intangible, of the abstract, and of our inner worlds. I talk a lot about Western and Eastern philosophy, psychology, and a hint of spirituality. I don't come from a religious background at all, but I do believe in an inner spirit that holds a lot more wisdom than we give credit for. It's something I'm still exploring and uh, have found myself a lot more curious about nowadays. So forgive me if I don't necessarily have the right words to describe it or to, to make sense of things yet, but that's, that's the whole point of the journey. I talk about how emotional intelligence and emotional resiliency is one of the missing links in all of society today. It has such a huge impact in business, entrepreneurship, in creativity, in art, in our relationships, in romance, in our life perspectives. It just it impacts so many parts of our lives. And that's why I've dedicated so much time and effort in wanting to learn all about it. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. So my name is Victor Ong. Again, I've been studying, reading, and writing about emotional intelligence since 2018. And in this process, I've probably gotten to the point where I am reading into almost everything and uh, it's getting a little overwhelming, to be honest, but also very insightful and educational for both myself and how I carry myself in this world and how I interact with others. I, I pay attention a little more to how others are, are also carrying themselves and how they communicate and express themselves and how that affects the decisions that they make, the actions that they take, the dreams that they pursue. Um, and that's just a, that's something very fascinating to me recently. Something I've noticed in today's society is a lack of education and knowledge and skill set around 
how to manage our emotions and how to properly communicate that with others. This ambiguity and, and vagueness around our own emotions causes a, a ripple effect in how we live our lives. Just as a quick example, if I'm angry at someone and irritable with how they're behaving, in a time where I lacked emotional intelligence, I would pout, I would give them the silent treatment, or I would blow up in, in rage and not be able to communicate exactly what's going on. And I would find myself getting angry for no reason and fighting for things that didn't really matter to me. And, and my arguments had nothing to do with the, the problem at hand. And it was because I didn't really know what I was feeling. I couldn't identify that emotion. And that confusion was just overwhelming and frustrating. And then it just, you know, tangled up all up in each other's business. And I just blindly reacted to what I was feeling without giving myself the, the time and space to slow down, sit back and respond appropriately. Anyway, that was too long of an intro already, but this first episode is going to be kind of a deep dive into my perspective in what emotional intelligence is. I'll first go over sort of the, the history behind the phrase and how it was coined, as well as the, the common definition uh, that has been defined by popular psychologists like Daniel Goleman. But in the interest of time, this episode will mostly be just a reflection of what EQ is to me, why I think it's important, and how it's been helping me in general. And I'll have a later episode to go over the, the more specific strategies that I've used and, and have collected so far to um, actually exercise our EQ and emotional resiliency. I'll, I'll first start this off and, and say that even the, the concept of emotional intelligence has received a lot of criticism over the years. Ever since psychologist Daniel Goleman has popularized the phrase in his 1995 book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. He published that after hearing about the concepts from the two psychologists, Peter Slovy and John Mayer, who coined the term in just a few years before. And in Goldman's book, he describes five different components of emotional intelligence based on his studies in the workplace. And those are of self-awareness, self-regulation, internal motivation, empathy, and social skills. The self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand sort of your, your personal emotions and your mood and, and who you are, uh, as well as your strengths and weaknesses. Self-regulation is the ability to control those emotions as they occur um, so that they don't sort of disrupt your current work and, and flow state. It's basically the ability to think before acting. Internal motivation is the source of why you do what you do. It's other incentives other than money and status or, or other external rewards that keep you going. So that would be sort of a, a vision of what you really value in life. You know, what's what creates meaning for you and what you do. What is your why? The empathy is the ability to understand and, and relate to others around you and, and of their emotions. 
It's to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. It's to be able to recognize that you're not the center of the world and your actions and words and behavior has has impact on those around you. And then lastly, the social skills um, is sort of the ability to manage the relationships that you have within the workplace um, or, or just in life in general. It's the ability to build rapport and trust in your relationships uh, to, to actually create and inspire real change. This is the important aspect in leadership and in managing the people around you. This is how you become more influential and persuasive um, in, in order to build and lead more efficient teams. So of course, these are all great skills and, and you, you know, I'm sure that even hearing about it now, you're like, well, duh, that's, that's common sense, dude, you know? And um, it is, but unfortunately, common sense is not common knowledge. I mean, the, the concepts and the message behind emotional intelligence is, you know, it, it comes in many different forms. But what's interesting to me was how Goldman sort of brought it all together to, to, to kind of create a framework around how to basically be an effective leader. And he, he did focus a lot on the workplace and, and how you can be a better leader and more influential. My interest in all of this goes beyond the workplace. I always think more towards how we can use tools and strategies to better ourselves rather than, you know, try to affect other people or to, you know, change or fix other people. Um, so my interest in this is on a more personal level. I, I want to figure out how we build a better relationship with ourselves and in turn could, you know, obviously better our relationships with other people but it's first how do you figure out how to you know manage yourself and and you know goldman does talk a lot about that with the whole self-awareness and self-management part of it but what i want to know is how do you use emotional intelligence to really you know figure out who you are you know what it is that you actually value what it is that you care about what you're passionate about what you're, you're good at and what you love to do and, and more so what you don't like to do. What are the things that you hate and what are the things that you get angry about or frustrated about or sad about? So having said all that too, it, it surprises me that this concept and this idea has even received as much criticism as it has. There is a large number of people who still don't necessarily believe in emotional intelligence and I'm not here to convince anyone one way or the other. If you do, that's great. If you don't, that's that's fine too. But whether it's a legitimate sort of concept or, or a real form of intelligence or whatever your sort of debate is around it, the overall idea of this emotional intelligence is to point out the fact that there is an importance to how humans manage their emotions. There is an importance in how those perspectives affects their own mental health and in their relationships and in their own self-worth and ability to express themselves, to be vulnerable, to put themselves out there, to, to create things, to build companies and to create artwork that people appreciate and love and use. 
And for those who lack this, this concept or this idea, whether or not, you know, EQ is real for you or not, there, there might be a sort of numbness to their lives. And, and I say that, and it sounds harsh to, for me to say that, but it's, I, I kind of speak for myself in that sense. It's something I've noticed throughout the years is that my lack of awareness and education around my emotional intelligence has led me to a point of complacency and comfort within my life. And I never knew what I've been missing this whole time. This, this sort of suppression of both negative and positive emotions based on you know, my culture and of society and of what I hear from everyone around me. And this will, you know, I'll probably create another podcast about our, our sense of, or my sense of masculinity and um, how, how susceptible I was to sort of peer pressure and outside perspectives, all, all that kind of stuff is, is too much to cram into this podcast. But Again, my lack of emotional intelligence has restricted me from feeling a, a wider range of human emotions. You know, I, I, I wanted to avoid anxiety and of, of fear and judgment and criticism. Um, I wasn't given the space to properly express joy and appreciation and, and gratitude for just the, the good things in my life, you know, based on values of modesty and, and humility which I, I know that gets into a whole another debate of, uh, you know, which values are, are better or worse. But the point is, I've limited myself from being vulnerable and to express myself. And because of that, I stayed at the same job for multiple years, the, the same job that I knew I didn't like, that I knew wasn't for me, that I knew was undervaluing me. But I, yet I stayed there out of comfort, out of out of a, a sense of security, which has resulted in me uh, being overlooked for promotions, for more interesting and more responsible projects and opportunities. It kept me in the same place while those who joined the company one or two years after started passing me and earning promotions and raises and cooler projects. And in other aspects of my life, you know, this, this inability to express myself also led me to the point of loneliness and that's that's like it's really hard to say and admit that especially over the internet to a bunch of strangers who are now gonna completely judge me um but it's that that's what's happening you know that's where i'm at because of this suppression of being myself it's something i know i've been missing in my life and, and yet haven't necessarily put in effort to, to properly address. It's something I didn't want to admit was sort of a problem, uh, you know, growing up. And, and it's not to say that I've never had any uh, great relationships. I've, my, my last girlfriend was beautiful in, in many ways, but I would probably say that even still, I didn't properly, I, I didn't, put myself or all of myself into that relationship. I, I didn't, I still wasn't completely showing all of me because of 
who I thought I was supposed to be or who I should be or how I should behave. And, and sure, I mean, th- that you would say that a lot of that was good where, you know, I think there's a certain level of social awareness where, yeah, you, you probably should behave a certain way. Uh, that is, that is good. But since then, I haven't allowed that space to be myself. It was because I was trying to be someone else and in doing so ignored what it was I was more deeply feeling inside me and what that meant for my own identity and behavior. I don't remember a a specific example of, of that, but I just remember the feeling of me suppressing the the truth in what I wanted to say in order to make them happy or, or feel good. And I found myself holding back because I didn't want to come off or, or be perceived a certain way that, you know, wasn't attractive. I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, I, I, I care a lot about the people I interact with. And sometimes that can come off as too eager and and too giving or too nice, you know, and uh, and unfortunately, when I showed those qualities, especially in the dating world of today, I didn't receive, you know, good good feedback on that, you know, and I'm I'm aware uh, that there is sort of a it could come off as an insecurity when a man is over eager or. Um, you know, wants to help too much or just would drop everything for, for the girl and whatnot. I think I do agree that independence in a man and, and women are a lot more attractive. But unfortunately, again, with me and in my lack of EQ was this black and white thinking that, oh, I guess I can't be this super nice guy. I got to be someone completely different. And so I suppressed what was naturally me. I, I tried to be cool. I tried to be, you know, bad or whatnot. And I was, I was terrible at that. <laughs> I just ended up being a dick. And um, so, again, this black and white thinking of thinking that I had to be one or the other was sort of a, a big realization for me. In, in understanding myself and, and how I interact with others and and in general how to, to build relationships, not just in romantic relationships, but in careers and in connecting with other creatives and artists and just putting myself out there. So I, I, I definitely hit a lot of different topics here and um, I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this all the way through that you might be curious about each of those more individually. Um, but this is just the first episode and I kind of did that on purpose. <laughs> but this is sort of a, a, a teaser in all the different things I've been exploring in the past year or so and um, kind of picking out and, and reflecting on all the different moments in my life and really trying to consolidate what I've learned so far, which I know sounds selfish and, and potentially narcissistic, you know, like, why should you listen to me? You know, who the hell am I, right? Um, you don't, you know, you could you could close this out if, if you don't care for this. Um, but what I would hope at least is that, you know, by the lessons that I learned, um, that you could probably take something out of it for yourself as well and 
and apply it to your life. You know, at, at the same time, I don't expect it to. Uh, this is also just for my own. It is going to be selfish. It is for my own purposes and um, catharticism. I, I, hopefully it does help someone out there as well, because I do see how much emotional intelligence impacts so many areas of our lives. And really, I'm just tired of both myself and of seeing so many other people suppressing their emotions, good or bad. And I, I, I would hope that by me doing this and by, by me expressing what it is I'm feeling will sort of allow that space for, for others to feel comfortable doing so as well. Even if it's to a random stranger or to someone you don't know or necessarily care about, just the idea of holding ourselves back just pains me. And uh, this is my effort in trying to do something about it. So I appreciate you listening to this and um, hope you can stick with me through this process. It's going to be real messy, and uh, but it will be it will be a lot of fun. So thanks again for listening, and I will talk to you later. See ya.